Because we live in a physical world and physicality is constricted to the parameters of time and space, therefore that's what we're used to, therefore we tend to regard things that take up a lot of space or a lot of time as big, as more significant, as more important. Things that take up more space, things that are bigger, things that take up more time within the parameters of regular physicality are considered by us to be more important, more significant. But Torah doesn't look at reality that way. Torah, which is all about ultimate absolute truth, doesn't define things as big and meaningful and important by the fact they take up more space. Rather, Torah sees things based on intent. Torah sees the spiritual realm and the realm of thought as more real than physicality. And therefore, Torah looks at what a person's intent is as the biggest and most important aspect of a thing. Just to explain by way of example, an idea that the Lubavitcher Rebbe would often say over. You know that on Shabbos, one is not allowed to carry in a public thoroughfare. Of course, carrying is one of the forbidden labors of Shabbos. If there's no Erev, of course. But the halacha is... And there are many, many pages in Masecha Shabbos and the Gemara of Shabbos that discusses this. Mishnah, the halacha is that to be liable for carrying something on Shabbos, the object that you're carrying has to have a certain shear, a certain measurement for it to be considered important. Meaning, let's say you take out one sesame seed and you walk along the public thoroughfare with one sesame seed, you're not going to be considered chayev. You're not obligated because it's too small. And similarly with other food stuff, you need a kazayas, you need a certain measurement which is considered enough to eat to be liable for carrying out on Shabbos. If there's not enough of a measurement, then one is not liable from the Torah. Obviously, rabbinically, it's always prohibited to carry anything out on Shabbos without an Erev. But from the Torah, what is, one isn't liable unless one carries out something that has enough of a measurement, that's considered important enough. But then comes a fascinating halacha that the Gemara teaches. Imagine a person that's carrying out in a public thoroughfare on Shabbos a huge vessel, a huge vessel, a huge kli which the intent of this kli is to hold a certain amount, is to hold food. But the food that's in the vessel doesn't have the right measurement, doesn't have enough of a measurement to consider liable. When you, the vessel itself, the kli, is big, is very big, and if you would carry it up by itself, you would be liable for profaning Shabbos. But the food that's in it is pochus mikashir, is less than the required measurement. So the halacha is that you're potter, you're not liable, even though the vessel itself is huge. But since the intent of the vessel, which might be bigger physically, but the spiritual intent, the real purpose of this vessel is the food, and the food does not have the right measurement, therefore it's considered you didn't carry enough out into the public thoroughfare, because the vessel is bottle, bottle, nullified to the food, because its whole intention is the food. Why is this important for us in daily life? Because we all know that if we were to think about how many actual minutes or hopefully hours of the week do we actually spend connecting to Hashem? Seemingly not very much. Shabbos is only one day of the week. Six days of the week we're involved with mundane things and Shabbos is only one day of the week. But if Shabbos is the intention, is the purpose of everything, if the whole week is to get to Shabbos, then Shabbos is what the whole week is about.
And so to every single day, maybe a person doesn't have a lot of time to learn Torah during the course of a day. You only have half hour or an hour and it's much less than the rest of the day quantitatively but if the whole day you look forward and you know that the most important the ikr the most important part of the day is that time that one learns then the rest of the time is considered nullified to the time that you're actually sitting and connecting to Hashem and we could take it even a step deeper you know in this week's parsha the Torah teaches us about a maiden a naira a young woman who is betrothed, married, and another man has relations with her. So the Torah says, if this happened in the city, then both the man and this young maiden are liable for punishment because it happened in the city. But if it happened in the field, in some place desolate, then the Torah says, don't do anything to the young maiden. She's completely exempt. She was raped. And just like a person kills someone else, the Torah says rape is as bad as being murdered and therefore she's not considered liable. But what's the difference between the city and the field? So the Torah actually says in Perak of Beis, chapter 22, this week's Parsha, in a field, even if she would scream, even if this young maiden would scream, nobody would hear her. But in the city, if she would scream, she would be heard. We assume that if she would have screamed in the city, somebody would have heard her. Of course, if one can't scream in the city, then one is also exempt. But the point is that if the maiden screams that this is against her will, she's being raped, she screams that she doesn't want this, then of course she's exempt. It's like she was murdered. But if she doesn't protest at all, means that she wants it, and therefore she's liable as well. She has to protest. We understand that that makes it from something willing into, to rape, by her protesting and not wanting it, by her screaming. And therefore we understand also when it comes to us, we are all young maidens engaged, married to God. And so often we're attacked by forces of negativity and evil and impurity. So often we're completely overwhelmed by the tithes, by the desires and the pleasures of this world. And quantitatively it could be so much of our time of our life is spent subjugated to the more basic instincts of who we are, the more basic desires. So much of the time of our life is spent being attacked by forces of negativity and we are almost raped by the tremendous amount of impurity that's leaking out of every square inch of the world these days. And we're so often, so much of the time attacked by that. So we have to scream. We have to scream out to Hashem that we don't want this. And even though it could be that the scream itself is much less time than the amount of time that we're actually overcome by negativity. The scream is in the minority of the time. But if we understand that that's our truth, our intent is to serve Hashem, our intent is to live a life of Ani Li. So it could be when I scream out, it's only a minority of the time, but if I have the intent that this is the Iker, this is the most important part of who I am, those moments when I can daven, and even though when I get up to daven, my Yetzirah comes and says to me, who are you and what are you, what do you think you're going to daven to Hashem, don't you know that you, etc., 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 and you didn't scream, you enjoyed it. 
But if we scream and we know that these moments that we connect to Hashem, these moments that we do tshuva in the month of Elul and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, these moments show who we really authentically are. This is who we really are. Then all the other times are bottled and nullified to these moments of screaming out our truth to God and screaming to God how much we want to be connected to God and how much we don't like that we're attacked in the fields of this world. And as long as we scream out, then we're completely exempt. It's not our fault. We were attacked. And in the merit of that scream, Hashem will show us that although the moments of our lives might be few, that we actually are Jews the way we want to be, but those are the main moments of our lives. Have a good Shabbos.